Welcome to episode 15 of the podcast. Uh, well, it's beautiful. Hope you're all enjoying it. Hey, um, the football wasn't so beautiful at the weekend. Um, I, I should be actually sitting at a barbecue now, Kev, like, you know, so I'm a wee bit buttered that I'm sitting here opposite you in a sweltered office. Like. Well, that's just, you know, these things are shanty trials, you know, you can imagine. I'm also delighted. And by the way, thanks for the invite to the barbecue, I'll just like they point out the listeners. Yeah, I'll keep you the leftovers, sure. Obviously, we, we've got a wee bit to talk about in the show, a lot of controversy again around the league. Referees did a four, also down at the showgrounds, so um, probably went in Derry's favour, to be honest, like, so we'll not slag them too much this week. No, I think I think if you're Shamrock Rovers, you're going spare. They're obviously not best pleased at all. But I think you're right with Derry. Derry definitely dodged the bullet. I think Diallo was a lucky boy to be still on the pitch. Uh, so, look, you take it and you move on. But Rovers was just mental. You know, there's no, there's no two way about it. Like, you know, I know Richie Towell, we've looked at it again and people have put it out and whatever. And did he do it? No, it's, you know, nobody knows. It was a lino that gives that, apparently. Uh, but the other two, I think John Kenny's as a red. He's, he's cautioned uh, for dissent, the first one. The second one, people say he didn't mean it. He's tried to pull out of it. That's fair enough. I think Sean Hoare looked like a, a one that was a wee bit soft, to be honest. Yeah, I thought he won the ball. and don't even know much. He may have hit the court man at all. But look, either way, Sean Grant's not going to be in anybody's Christmas card last out of Tala. No, that was definitely some, some crazy decisions. Like Obviously, as, as Derry City fans, they're not going to be complaining too much about it. But we'll talk about, again, the referee in a, in a wee bit more detail later on. We've got uh, on this week's show uh, reaction from Murray Higgins. Obviously, not too happy with, with how things went in Sligo. Extremely disappointed. Um, extremely disappointed. We... We've been playing re- really well recently with, with an intensity and an intent about our play and we come off it for whatever reason. We harp on about it all the time, about maintaining standards and you get punished when you don't. We've also got a reaction from Shane McAlany. You know, my glass, half full man, I always take the positives. We're still top by a point and we have to maintain it now and maintain our standards again and come in the chain on Monday. And everybody be at it. So we'll hear from the, the two guys that are on the show. First of all, like I think, we, I suppose we could keep just chatting about the weather, Kev. Like you know, I know you're away in your your, your holidays again uh, uh, shortly. Like but, I, you know, I you're am, enjoying yes. the weather here. Yes, by the time this is out, uh, I'll be uh, packing, shall we say? Ridiculous. But no, my luck, I'll be packing. They probably bring a big duffel coat or so. No, my luck, it'll be <laughs> lashing and spinning, and the sun will be shining back here. Well, you know, we probably could continue talking about the weather instead of going about what happened in Sligo because it was it was all settled for a, a, a cracking evening, bank holiday weekend, Saturday football on the sun in Sligo, and it was just an anti-climax. That was shocking. You know, it wasn't anti-climax, you're right, but it was, it was shocking for everybody. It was raving going down there, the buzz, the talk, let's go, Shamrock Rovers losing the night before. All what happened to Shamrock Rovers game, you're going on it, you're thinking, right, let's go. Derry, get at them, start. Sligo, haven't scored a goal in three matches. Yes, Max Matters back in the squad, hadn't played in the last few weeks, but you're sort of thinking, just get at them, quiet in the crowd. Uh, they're going to be in tender hooks as they're not doing well, and you can maybe go and get a big result. I was sort of hoping to be start right in the with half time type of thing, and it just was flat. Derry just weren't at it. I know they scored early on. And, uh, you know, as we'll hear from Rory later on, he was sort of alluding that, that they just didn't get going. 
but th that's concerning. It's a massive game. It's a derby. It's down at Sligo. The record always tough down there. Everybody knew that. Players all said that before they were cut on. They all were focusing off. But it was just the same old story at times where they have a lot of possession and they're keeping it. But it's side to side. And it's not penetrating at all. It's not getting on behind. You're not creating chances. And look, McNicholas doesn't have many saves. The only save that I can really note was Ben Doherty's 30 odd yard strike. It was a good save and a very good save. But that's about it. Like, well, the other end. Clean through Barlow, put her wide. Ten men, like they had a, a couple of chances in two with ten men. There was there was an incident too. I think Barlow might have been straight through, but Paul McLaughlin brought it back in the halfway. Then gives Lego a free kick. You know, things like that. From a dairy point of view, that was a shocking night. There's no two ways about it. Particularly, whenever Rovers give you a chance, they open up a four point gap. You have to, you have to be taking them chances. As, as you said, like Murray and, and Shane, all week, they, they said about how this, they expect, they needed to start well. As you say, the crowd, things would have went, you know, with Sligo not being in confident mood, would have been a difficult night for them if they had, a, you know, been under the cosh early on. But uh, you just wonder, like, not, you're not questioning the mentality. You know, these guys have won six out of seven and they were in great form. They, the goals weren't a problem, you know, in the last couple of games, they scored seven in two games. So you we were going down there. I think we both predicted that like two and three nil ones. Like so, we were <laughs> way off at work. Well, off, well, that's it. But I think everybody would have predicted uh, it. You know, when you seen the particularly I keep going back at the night before, everybody went down the ground. Oh, okay. we're in the zone here. It was such a buzz. We 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 rovers. That was a, <coughs> a massive result there. Uh, you got to take advantage. Four points clear. You know, it would have been so nice to they have that bit of a gap. Now it's only one point. You're still top of the league, so you can't again get all doom and gloom. Like where had a had a go, everybody for 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 getting on their backs the last time. There was a bit of a blip, but they they have shown resilience in the past. They get come back, and, and I'm sure they will again. But there's there's some every game's going to be tight. Slag, as you said, was always going to be tight down there, no matter what. Especially them scrapping to get get a result again. Well, this is up then. You know, it was just the manner of the performance. You can right. accept the defeat if you have chances and the keeper has a world day and whatever else, and Madeline matches play. But there he didn't. There, as I say, had possession but never got on behind. It was crazy because in the press box he had Liam Coyle and Eric White right beside us. And by Liam was just saying, No, Derry's coming here, Derry's coming here. If they get a goal, Sligo will, will not hold on. And no disrespect, I was wondering what Matt Green was watching because, like, Derry had you're a lot of slang God. Well, it's not slang God, it's just while him you're going. Hello, but it's just like, Liam, seriously, Derry have a lot of possession, but they're not getting on behind it. You know, one or two times Adam O'Reilly get on behind it, but mm. but the final ball again, nobody was there, it was overhead cross or something. So, I did baffle me now that Liam was very much thinking that Derry's going to score here. Uh, I jokingly kept saying to Gary Fair at the start there he's bit one nil or two nil uh, because it was just one of them nights where I know what Liam was saying where Derry was coming because they had the possession but they weren't knocking on the door and that's thing it's concerning no and you, you wonder too obviously the guys coming back and really saying that the training with, with Fats and, and Mark Connolly being there it was the, the intensity was great during the week so you can't, you can't and uh, you can't sort of put your finger on why it all went so badly wrong then you know so it's um well, 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 here, like, I know you had them even money, too. Like, you know, so I had them even right. money, too, but there's a... There's so it was really disappointing for yourself. That was an awful night, so it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But we'll hear with Ribery, I guess, how they say, like, obviously, you heard the top show, it just wasn't good enough. Like, so, very honest, as he always is afterwards. Let's, let's hear from Ribery. Extremely disappointed. Um, extremely disappointed. We we've been playing re- really well recently with with an intensity and an intent about our play, and we come off it for whatever reason. Um, and it just shows you if you drop your levels at all in this league, then you get beat. And we harp on about it all the time about maintaining standards, and you get punished when you don't. To be honest, their goal came after three minutes, I think. But for the first three minutes. We didn't show any composure, we didn't want a second ball, the crowd got up, they get a cross in too easily, we don't defend the cross well enough and they get a goal and they get something to hang on to and and they get something to hang on to because uh, we didn't start the game well and, and when you don't, don't start the game well, the first goal in this league in particular is crucial, they get something to hang on to, something to fight for and, and we didn't create enough, uh, nowhere near enough with the talent we had on the pitch. Um, they go and score goals and, and when you're not at your best or when you're not playing well you still have to find a way and um, for us to do anything this year for us to compete the one things then when you don't play well you have to find a way of getting a result and, and, and we didn't do that tonight I thought uh, we we had a lot of possession but possession means nothing unless you, unless you create stuff we get into the final third enough times they, they go and make things happen but when we get into the final third we lack quality um, I thought we started the second half with more intent we started the second half better on the front foot more we landed on more second balls all the basics of the game we done better and, and we looked like we and then there's a stoppage in play for a couple of minutes and we lose the composure again and then they get a strangle hold in the game again and to be honest they could have had one or two more on the break as well and um, it's it's a real it's a deep learning curve for us it's a it's 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 a dig in the ribs um, and we have to learn from this and uh, we have to make sure that how we started the game in particular um, never ever happens again. We spoke yesterday. Um, we spoke yesterday about about the run Sligo were on. We spoke about the importance of, because of that run, that we started the game really well and, and, and put their crowd on edge and get the crowd on their backs. We spoke about it today. We spoke about it just before the game and we didn't do that, obviously. And uh, So, um, when you don't start games well and, and, and they get an early goal, uh, which was poor from our end, uh, as I said, they get something to hang on to and they hung on to it and fair play to them. Um, but it's not good enough from us. We've went to Drogheda and dug out a one. That's when you don't play brilliantly. Can you dig out a one? We done it. We went to Daly Mount, dug out a one. We showed fight and spirit. We beat uh, Dundalk comprehensively. We beat UCD comprehensively, and we showed all the facets their game that we want to see here. But tonight, um, maybe for bar a 15-20 minute spell at the, at the start of the second half. Um, the rest of the performance was uh, wasn't good enough, and we'll lick our wounds. Um, we'll take it on the chin, and we've shown the ability and the capabilities to bounce back. Um, 
and I've no doubt that we'll do that. Aye, well, there was Rory Higgins there, and you're right, just you before we, we played the interview, he was honest. Mm. He admitted that, you know, it wasn't good enough, and they needed to smell blood when they're going down to play a team that had lost three in the bounce. So he was honest in his assessment, and that, that's all you can do. You're hoping, look, it's just a bad night. Right. It happens. It probably happened on a night that nobody expected because of all them things leading on it. Smelling blood, getting that Slego, hadn't scored in three matches, had lost their last three in the bounce, and Shamrock Rovers losing the night before you expecting Derry to get mad at. It's just a bad night at the office. Mm. Do you think I, I was actually sort of tongue in cheek, <laughs> calling Rory the Higgins? I think I actually may have used it the headline, but the Tinker Man, you know, <laughs> because, and, and you wonder, like, and that, again, sitting top of the table, you've got to be very sort of uh, fair in any kind of criticism because they're, they're doing a fantastic job here, but, but you wonder, they made obviously. The changes that he made after the, the Bulls game, there's four changes there, four four changes then the, for, the, for the UCD game. He made was it four, four five, or five changes then uh, for 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 Sligo. Sligo. And you wonder is it is it too much tinkering? Is it is, is it like because he changed a water team that much? Like? Well, the big thing on, on on Friday night and or Saturday night, sorry, was he played with a false nine again. He played with Ali O'Neill mm. up front. Uh, well, I'd say furthest forward, and what could say up front, no. uh, and it went off at half time, so work. it didn't work. You know, it no worked lovely and, and down in Dalymount because it's a different game too. You know, yeah. uh, Bulls are playing a different kind of game of football and Sligo play. Aye, especially a Sligo game here. Fighting to get a result, like I no look, it, it just didn't work. Keen Cavanagh came on, start the second half, much brighter, hold up play. Couple of chances there. Yeah, well, you know it was a good focal point. Mm-hmm. They're knocking on the his feet and stuff they got there, but look, as I say, it was just a, it was just a poor night. Some of the players too that were coming in are going to take a while. It sounds ridiculous, but Cameron Donegan was his first start. Right. He was on playing it right back too. Different position, sort of. He's played there. He's quality. He can do that on his sleep. I know, but. He doesn't have the best of game, but look, there's a list. Cam Dunning's not the only one that doesn't have the best of game. There's a list of who doesn't have the best of game. Ben Doherty gets caught out very much, exposed for the goal. Uh, he dives on twice, and then the cross comes in, and falls to Fitzgerald. And young Wall has a shot, takes a deflection off Cam and goes on. But look, at that's, as I say, I think Rory and I think she and her both sort of right. One of nights, and nobody's seen it coming, you couldn't put your finger on it. Yeah. But I think... You put it down there to one of them nights and get back on the horse quickly. Right. I was not doing hard back on it, but but in terms of your your team selection too, like the the does he get it wrong there? Do, 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 would you would you or it's, it's good with hindsight, like you can you can criticize all you want, but would you have started a, somebody differently? Would you like obviously Jamie McGonagall's not in great form either, so he mightn't feel like he can he can start him at the minute. Uh, Keen Cameron made the difference at the start of the second half. It's uh, it's all off, but maybe you're thinking, and with hindsight, it's easy to make these sort of suggestions. But w- w- do you think he just got the, t- the team wrong at, on the night? I think maybe I when you, when you look at the half time, he makes a change straight away. Uh, I assume he's not afraid to do that too. No, that's that's always... a big thing. Like uh, I think he did. I assume like the Bohemians game. They would have worked on those false nine again all week at training, leading into this Lego game. He did it at Bowes, and it worked in the first half at Bowes. Uh, but the only thing I would say in both occasions, even down at Bowes, they didn't bombard Tablet with, with, with efforts. Like James Talbot doesn't have a whole pile of efforts to save that night. 
uh, to be fair, neither Brian Maher, like, but similar Luke McNicholas didn't have much to be doing, you know, he wasn't making this save, that, that save, so that's the only thing we play in this false nine, you need midfielders in to be coming in, but the other night it was just, unless Graydon or Mickey Duffy had a bit of magic, you didn't look like you were going to score. Uh, you say you have to have everybody firing on, on form and you're not always going to get nights like that, like, but, uh, well, I felt like you had a few shade back on me afterwards, I actually felt Felt sorry for. So did I. Guess he, it was it was it was crazy because he was the only one that sort of came out. He was the unlucky one that, that came mm. out after it, and it was just like uh, I did feel for myself. And uh, look, you know yourself, it's, it's your job. You sort of have to you have to ask it and sort of say, what happened? Uh, it speaks well. Let's hear from Shane. Seeing obviously disappointing night, disappointing result. Aye, disappointing evening. It's uh, I think we started the game poorly. You know, I think when you're coming away to this, I don't, I don't remember an easy game down here. Not any time I played down here, it's always been a humdinger. It's a Northwest derby. Um, and I think the start of the game's cost us. Disappointing is where he says the first half in particular and the start. He just didn't get going. No, um, like I think we. Were, I don't know if it was a wee bit of, you know. Were we naive, or I don't, honestly, I couldn't put my finger on it. But you know, it's a setback. We were on a really good run there for for a while, and it's a setback against a you know a team that we should be coming down here and you know smelling blood whenever they're on a you know they weren't on a great run themselves. But look, it's a setback for us. But I think we've showed resilience, and every time we've had a setback, we've gone on a good run. So hopefully, we can come in on Monday and and have a good week's training and. And look forward to sales because it's going to be a tough game as well. Obviously, you knew coming in the game, in fact, you can move four points clear, and as you alluded to, it was a start. It was just the, the lack of intensity, particularly as I say in the first half. Ah, just the start. You know, I don't, I don't think we started the game well, and we were on the back foot, and they got a goal, or I made a bit, a bit of luck involved in the goal, but you know, I just, I just think the over, and the overall picture of the start has cost us, and then. Um, they get a man sent off, and we didn't capitalize on that as well. You know, I think it just wasn't our night for for a number of reasons, really. In the second half, when you're thinking right, that's go. Started the first 15 minutes of the second half, you were out of the butt. But again, there was a wee stoppage, and, and the manager just alluded to he just didn't kick on. I think that's that's what it was. You know, whenever they got the stoppage, they got the breather. We were on top. They felt like we were going. To, we were creating chances. You know, even half chances. We were putting the ball in the box, making them defend their box and asking questions but we were huffing and puffing and I think like you said I reiterate that that stoppage and play just killed the game for us and we couldn't get really motoring after that like, for whatever reason and it is like it's you know enough experience on the side both yourself and, and, and the rest of the boys it's just one of them you have to learn from it but learn from it quickly if you want to be up challenging 100% and you know I'm a glass half full man I always take the positives we're still top by a point and we have to maintain it now and maintain our standards again and come in the training on Monday and everybody be at it because I always say every week and I know I repeat myself every week there's no easy games in this league doesn't matter who you're playing home or away doesn't matter and if we take anything for granted um, which I don't know I, honestly I can't put my finger on it I don't know if we did or not tonight I don't know um, speaking for myself I, I know every time you come down here it's it's a North West derby it's a humdinger like any game doesn't matter who 
or want you. Um, but look, we've had a setback every time, like I said earlier, every time we've had a setback, we've risen to the occasion. So hopefully we can do that Friday night next, and against Shells. Well, that's just what they say. Shells are going to be another target team. They've been the last couple of weeks getting clean sheets that they always give their all. And it's, you know, yourself, it's going to be a tough one at the Brandywell against them. 100%. It's always a tough game against Shells. Always. Doesn't matter. Um, they're a well organised team. You know, they're an honest team. They're, they're together. But so are we. Um, we've got that togetherness and hopefully we can bring it to the fore and on Friday night. Well, there's Shane Magalini there. And the big thing that sort of stands out with that time was he says he didn't know what it was, why it was like that. Was it naive? But he was quick to say to me, no, look, I, don't, I just can't put my finger on it. <laughs> so, you know, it sort of, maybe even he was thinking, maybe there's a few boys was a wee bit yeah, naive. Took her, took her eye off the uh, ball, thinking, all right, we're, we're going to go four points clear here after that night. Uh, it's a very easy night. Well, this is up like a name. He's been around the league that long, and I said, he mentioned there too, about, you know, doesn't matter what year it is, when you're coming to Slago Showgrounds, it's you're on Friday night. Exactly, and that's that's the thing. Like, so he's, he was, he was, look, he was as loud as everybody. Everybody's in the same boat, not happy at all with the result and the performance. And he did allude to like Rory, he just didn't start. They did talk about, look, mm-hmm. they're going to be under pressure, don't give them a, a start. And they did. That was the problem. Like they were one in second balls, they were getting that. They get the early goal. But it's it's just, as I say, Shane, to be fair to him, he's right. They have bounced back before. They'll be looking to bounce back now against Shelburne. <coughs> and that'll be no. Easy task is per team and Duff's got live games and RT and Virgin Media and they don't score. <laughs> Their last two games has been live on TV, it's been null null. But, but it's also tizzy. They don't, three games. Well also they don't concede many neither. Shelburne, they're well organised. They're you have to fight for anything off Shelburne. That's it. And to be fair, that's what she and sort of says to you. Says they're well they're well coached, well organised, they're together, they're mm-hmm. they're an honest group of players. And then he was straight on again. So are we. Mm. We're going to give her all. We'll have to give her all. Uh, so look. Yeah, I like to hear that. Me. It's it's just look. We keep coming back to it. It was a bad night at the office, and you move on, and you know switch your attentions quickly. The shells. Mm. Uh, in terms of, in terms of slag, I thought that you know Barlow very actually just speaking before the, the match in the ball lobby, he singled him out as well too when we were chatting like about you know he's a quality player and he and he was he was probably. Probably man on a match here, was he? On, he on done night, well, like, uh, uh, Barlow done well, Matt had done well up front, aye. holding it up, playing people in. We will get his goal. Uh, Bulger midfield. Bulger does what Bulger does. Uh, exactly, and, and then Bulger was lumping, shall we say, at the end of it, because he was, he was definitely uh, in a bit of agony. And, and uh, I think he was on social media chatting when somebody sort of says, How's this not a red card or whatever? And, and somebody says, I hardly touch him as a joke back then. And he says, I will maybe tell the crutches that I'm on nah, today. He's only on one crutch nah, or something. It's all like that, like, so that's what it says at all. But, but Bulger gets stuck out himself, you know. Ah. But at the, at the same time, when we talk about the, the reality, because he was on a tightrope for definite, um, there was, I think, just before he, he went off, there was there was a lot of pressure on, on uh, Mr. McLaughlin. They, 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 they do nothing or brand this a red card because or a second yellow because um he'd be you seen them given to and he was under a lot of pressure by Greg Bulger and uh John Mahan as well too, I think was giving him a bit of I think it was a case of Rory seen that and went, that's it. Get him off. You know, two lives out of here now, we're not getting a right. third life like so 
he subbed he showed them and he chatted to him coming off when he, he spoke to him before he went and sat down the bench and Ray as you heard in the, in the interview does mention that that yes I had the well he did I remember the, the missed the cup final obviously over something silly as well too yeah. you, that, that, and, against Dundalk and you know he, he has that on him as well too he's not, he's not, not by any means a dirty player like you would think as he get, but he's, he gets stuck in and he, he sort of he runs uh, the tightrope at that times like, well know. this is hot uh, and then uh, John Mann gets sent off and what do you think because his, fir- his first yellow remind me what his first his yellow his first yellow was for the descent with Bolger the ah, tackle he, he came running on I obviously saying get him sent off. off so he, he get booked and told to go away for descent was that in his head or left head do you think well <laughs> the new thing is he pulls Greeton down in the halfway line I, I like even looking at it. I'll, I'll hear your take well, on it because he, he pulls him down the halfway yeah. line. Now, see if Graydon is going the opposite way to the Slego mm. net. You go look at the leopard pulled down. Right. Graydon's actually tackling him to get the ball and is going in towards Brian Marr. He's going that way, that direction, right. and he loses position and he pulls him down. I honestly think that's a free kick. I make it on with. As I say, if the rules are reversed and he's going the opposite direction, then you go, no, he's deliberately pulled him down, stopping yeah. an attack. But he doesn't stop an attack, because no. look at this, Ryan's trying to score an ED. Uh, aye, aye. It was like, because he, he <laughs> I think it was a, he was obstructing him from getting to the ball, definitely. There was no doubt about that. So it, I, I'm, I'm with you, I think it's a free kick. It was very, very soon after he got the booking for, for dissent, for whatever he said. Yeah. So maybe whatever he said was just enough to think right. I am I'm, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that the referees, Not referees are doing that, but you know what I mean. But the referees are, are like, you know, we mentioned the, the top there, like about the Shamrock Rovers game, which was madness. Three three red cards, like and and it was just you know what it was just chaos, like you know, it was a it was a crazy night for Stephen Bradley. But I, 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 Crazy night for 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 the referee. I thought like it was. It was, and it was. Having seen the sort of the highlights and whatever, and a bit of the commentary, some of the commentary was comedy goal because mm. they're one nil up against eight men, and they had a free kick cork deep in Shamrock Rovers half. I don't know who's doing co cons but he should take it the corner. And I'm going <laughs> five minutes to go, and they're one up against eight men, and you're looking to go to the corner. That just sort of exactly. But there was an unsavoury incident after the game, yeah. uh, and it has to be talked about. I honestly think it's scandalous. Oh. It's the worst I've ever heard of so-called Cork City fans. I wouldn't call them Cork City fans. I'd say they're they're just done for a, a drinking session or whatever. But they were on the Cork end, and they shouting to Stephen Bradley about his son who's recovering from leukemia. Mm. Uh, it's it's the worst. It's the lowest sick. of the low. It's just sick. The Yarder and everything's involved, and rightly so. Mm. Uh, I see Cork. I've, I've put out lifetime bans they a few of them if not all of them if, they, if they've got them all I see also the supporters down there have started now uh, haven't spoke to the Bradley family they, they do some fundraising for a few charities uh, cancer charities down around the south so things they get is good but that yeah, here and then things are shocking oh shocking there's no place for that anywhere like uh, never mind of football, but that, it was just like, and, and, and they see that wee lad, like you know, he was we were down in Tala, and he was, uh, I think it was Ronan Fun walked him on the pitch, and he's just such a bubbly wee lad going through through the Maldic, you know, and uh, you know Stephen Bradley, they they, they show the, the stuff up or up he did last season, like, when all that was going on, it was incredible, like you, know, but um, 
I, I we we just know that the Cork fans are, you know, majority of how are are fantastic fans and and it's just a minority of if we for want a better word, you know, scumbags like you know, they they come out with stuff like that. They 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 talk about something so so close close to um, so personal like for for Stephen Bradley. It's it's football, you know. What what are you? Like, uh, they, and they, to like, be fair to Stephen, like he did say, you know, I expect a bit of banter and whatever else. But when you go there, no. that's you've crossed the line. You're right. well past the line there, like, and. I'm glad the guard is involved. I'm glad these boys have been caught and uh, lifetime bans. And just uh, I, I couldn't be believe it when I heard there was some incident. Cork issued the statement. That's what it was. I seen Cork issued a statement, and straight away at that stage you're going, "Oh, please tell me it's not. Please tell me." It's not. And then bang, it comes out exactly what they're saying, and you're like, "Ah, oh, boys, that's that's new levels of scum. You know, that's you can't bet that." Like definitely, like it's uh you know, it can't be brushed under the carpet either. No. You know, this stuff, you got it, you got to be highlighted and, and fair play to Stephen Bradley. As, as, as hurt as he would have been about comments like that, you know, um, you know that lad's still going through uh, treatment, isn't he? He's still, he's still, still recovering. Yeah. So he's, um, you know, uh, well, it's, it's just let's hope, hopefully get the people who, who did it. Quainford. And, yeah. and hopefully they've learned from it as well. Well, that's that's a year. Because of the outrage, like, uh, it's, 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 it was, it was shocking. And just looking at sort of last week's results, uh, Bohemians drawn with shells 0-0. Johanna won on three one against UCD. Mister Draper getting a couple of goals up front for them. Tista Young striker's on loan from Lincoln. He's doing rightly. Some Pats came from or took the lead, but ten men beaten Dundalk two one and. We says it there last week too, while Stevie came under the Derry City game, Stephen at all had four ones in the bounce, lost, but having spoke to the dog sort of media, they had says, look, we're not playing well, even though we may have won four. He kept them on the change room with the brandy ball that night after the game. He done it on Friday night for 90 minutes. I don't know if that's... 90 working. minutes? That's... Uh, 80 or 90 minutes. 80 or 90 minutes. You not see this? Uh, 80 or 90 well, minutes. Match. Oh, 80 or, exactly. 80 <laughs> or 90 minutes. He kept them in the change room after the match. Uh, I'd seen James Rogers and Jerry Malone talk, or tweeting about Gee, this, saying uh, 80 crazy. or 90 minutes. He kept them in the change room. That's, that's, I don't know. You know, I think he says it was it's not good preparation for their next game, is it? Well, exactly. Particularly when they're knackered. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, how many times are you going to have to do that? You know, uh, you don't it the brandy well half an hour or so after the game. Having an effect, a desired effect. Exactly. So they didn't get the results they're looking for. Uh, but Bulls are, you know, you sort of look at them now, they're they're right back on it. They have a game in hand. They won their game in hand. They're point behind Derry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and joint with, with Shamrock Rovers. Obviously leading on this week's game. We don't know how they're going to go, but... I think if you're out of everybody this weekend and they, all they did was pick up a point, but Bo's at the best best weekend because Derry and Rovers both lost. Definitely, but you've got a and some Pats to be fair. Some Pats as well. You're doing Pats well. Pats are doing very well yeah. since so Mister Daly get the, the full time job. Uh, it's just you're just going to look for a reaction from there. They've they've got that point lead at the top. And you've, you like you know they were sitting third there a couple of weeks ago, so you've got to be happy with that. Obviously, it's a as you just sort of wipe the slick clean, just forget about Sligo and you move on. They uh, another double header as well too, which is going to be so tightly. Well, the squad again is going to be be used. I would assume in, in, in both games. Uh, 
the, the press conference uh, is, is I suppose tomorrow we're doing this now on Tuesday night and Derry have nominated what they normally do every week two players right. and it sort of says it all that they're nominating Mark Connolly and Patrick Magalini we wonder who you're going to be speaking to, Matt. Oh, well, that's a text here. <laughs> uh, but that just sort of tells you, you know, two senior pros, captain and a senior centre half. The leaders. Exactly. Yeah. Up. This is time for the leaders to go out and speak and, and hope they're after squad listen as such. Like, so you look at it like, you know, the fixtures this weekend too. Bows home to Slego. You have Drahada home to Cork. UCD. Home to St. Pat's and Dundalk don't get any easier. They're going to Tala. Two yeah. teams looking to get victories after suffering defeats. Both of them never fought by tape. Both of them in a bit of a mini poor run. The Rovers have lost two in the bunch. So, and obviously, Derry have shells. So, look, nothing's easy there. But from Derry's point of view, they have to be at it. I'll tell you what, after Saturday night, I'm taking nothing for granted. Uh, if I see even money, I'm not going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would. Even money. Even no, money I'm not going to hear it. I'm not doing it. You're not touching <laughs> me. Well, tell you what, we, we need to start finding the goals again. And, and that's uh, obviously we mentioned that there was seven goals scored in two games. Like, so, but but at home, and that was the two games at home as well, too. So hopefully we get back on that goal scoring trail again like, because uh, it's just. It's just hard. Like obviously, Mickey Duffy wasn't fantastic for him. We just had an off night too against Sligo. Like so, you hope he's back, back firing again against against Shelburne. But it's you just think it's it's going to be tight again. David Duff's going to come up and and, and have his team uh, well organised, and then you've got a couple of boys there who's going to cause you trouble too. Well, Sean Boyd came back mm-hmm. off the bench against uh, Bowes and Friday. It's his first game in a number of weeks, maybe months. He was out for. I think it was a hamstring and they have an mm. operation or whatever. Uh, so he's back. He's been knocking the door to try and get on. Moylan. Your mucker is Mr. Moylan. has been flying uh, and has been a threat. And again, sort of the highlights of, uh, of the match on Friday night. You've seen the highlights on YouTube and Moylan was at the heart of everything. And when Big Boy came on, he's flicking things down and things he got there. So you could see them linking up again. They're, they're always a handful. But as I say, Derry have to just say, look, Start again. We're still a point clear, as Shane alluded to. I'm a glass half full man, and we're still a point. Yeah. We're still top of the league. We're a point clear, and he's right. That's the way you have to look at it. While it was frustrating and annoying that you didn't increase the gap, you're still there. If you were offered that as a race as a month ago, would we be a point clear? You'd have taken hand and all whenever the doom and gloom was on. So did I. Well. Back at the brandy, uh, there was big news came out of the the, the brandy well there just last week about the the new North Terrace, like which the the, the drawings look outstanding, don't they? Kid? They do look apart. Uh, no doubt about it, and it's going to be look. It's exciting times, and you just hope that they get the the green light for they get the the work started, and once it does, it'll it'll, it'll improve everything at the the brandy well again. The atmosphere, you get more people in. It can all be positive, and as I say, it's just all about now. Hopefully, getting this green light for the the rock and roll. I would, I would take the, the whole atmosphere to a different level. You would expect as well too, if if, if all goes to plan, everything it's obviously in the planning stage at the moment. But um, you know, they have the three sides of the ground. It does make a massive difference. We've seen down at Dedimount how, how much it changed as well too. Dedimount was always a great atmosphere, but 
but when we had the day fans there a couple of weeks ago, that that model stand was was packed and it was it really lends to the whole carnival atmosphere of, of the match, doesn't it? It does surely, and that's that's a big thing for to be fairly bows. They've now just had to extend for their home home fan base and went right. How do we do this? Right, we we put another stand over there and let the away fans they got there. And, that's worked a treat for them because virtually every home game for Bows are a sellout, so that's working out grand. They're able to hopefully the same. And you're hoping when you look at Bows, Bows is a prime example. The mono stand was put up, it seemed like in 20 minutes. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of volunteers of, of uh, and supporters of the club, electricians and stuff like that. I remember them tweeting that day, this boy's been here all week and blah blah blah. So I know there's a lot that happens at Bows that way, volunteers wise, they get a lot of people on. But it did seem like very, very quick to stand up. <laughs> and while, you know, we're still at a stage of, can we get it up? You know, um, we're still asking, can we even start it? So th- th- that's concerning. Just, you just, it's all great, lovely picture, and it looks well, but I just want sort of, right. I want the diggers on. Well, that's all, because you would think, <coughs> would there be many objections? Like, if you were, if you were loving on the Lowmore Road or the Brandeville Road, even, and you were you used to come out with your, your cup of tea or your whatever, they watch the match. Now, now you'll now just you get come out your darkness. Tea and darkness. <laughs> I was going to say, you get a bit of sun, but you know, you get a sun now and darkness, and you're going to, you're going to hear. So, but that's, ooh but, and but, but in all seriousness, I think the, the, the parking restrictions, uh, obviously, that's been an issue in the past, so that, that could be. Uh, a bit of a stickler of that you know in terms of like where where can you can you does it can we get a bit of a car parking space for for the because it's an extra three thousand heads at the match so you know unless we, we get sort of like a free bus on from a town or whatever uh, or or hook up hook up wait Ulster bus or something I don't know spots of the stand could be Ulster bus stand no look at it there's still a long way to go to get this this over the line basically but from our point of view and Fans point of view, you've seen it. You just went, "Bah, this looks apart. Let's let's get ready to rumble." And it's just as I say, we're just now waiting for the the thumbs up for it to get it going. Right. Well, there's this consultation, isn't there? This uh, we stakeholders. This or obviously is Wednesday morning. Or when this or, comes when out, this comes out. So it's this this evening, isn't it? They're, they'll they'll have a look at it, and I think the security posts who are involved in it will will have a. Uh, a bit of a look and, and share their feelings and, and any uh, anything any feedback that they that they need they sort of give. Um, hopefully, I just hopefully it goes. And then it's the pitch saying all the pitch saying we get a new grass. Well, How lovely with that look, uh, grass pitch. Ah, uh, here, well, seriously, can be done. You know what I mean? If you get a stand, we'll be happy with that for now. But the look at that well out there we're talking about. It's glorious. It's lovely. Right. It's potentially glorious enough for the rest of the week. Yes. Oh, oh, I can see where you're coming. Exactly. This billiard table patch will uh, be like a brick, pure dry, <laughs> and uh, you can see how many boys. What's your first touch like? It's nothing to do uh, with your first touch. You're going to be falling over because the ball's sticking. So I would say the spray on. Oh, I think we're going to need about six wheelie bunts. Uh, six wheelie bunts <laughs> and fourteen boys to spray. Yeah, ball boys are going to be handed a hose. Keep spraying, keep spraying. Don't be throwing the ball. Just spray the patch. Well, we'll throw that out there. Any volunteers? Anybody with a free wheelie bunt? <laughs> get down the brandy hour before kickoff hour before kickoff I'd bring my wheelie bit on but I'll up in there where are you going to? Yeah, I'll throw it on there just to annoy you so you're, you're actually you'll be away for the, the cup final the F, FA cup final you jumped it on completely there nobody's seen you know, a cup draw had to be made yet we only get a cup draw yet no, no man, man United Man City 
Obviously, Man City are trying to become the next city. Oh, right, so now, now you're talking about, right, I, yes, there is a fair, yes, I will be away, and there's a fair chance if the Weller's good, I will not see the FA Cup final. I do not want to see the FA Cup final because Mr. Halland will no doubt eat Man United up. Well, that's it. Well, we don't want City, we want a treble. No, but, look, there's only, no, Derry have won the treble, so it doesn't matter. That's it, right, true. Well, uh, I suppose we can we, we can move on to the actual match itself. Like, um, if we can get a wee prediction from your, your good self here, mm. before you go on your, your holidays. Jollies, yes. Uh, sales is difficult. Like, you know, the last, particularly the last one of matches, both with Tolka and at home, mm. they've been tight. I, I don't see that changing, to be honest with you. I do see a reaction from Derry. I yeah. think, as we, we, we said earlier, Putting Fats and Mark Connolly up just sort of says to me, he's meaning business, he's right. telling them boys, right, listen, this is what we want out here, and we want the team to be at it. So expect the team to be at it and give them their all. I'm still going to go for a 1 0, Derry. Oh, really? <laughs> well, no, I, to be honest, like, I would agree, it's going to be tight. Like, but do you think, do you think, is, is, is Fats going to be like that? He had an Achilles problem, like that was, what was that, was seven weeks or something? Uh, uh, Conley and around the same or eight weeks or so with a hamstring that the tap with the brand they will gets done that and you think these boys are ready now just they, they go straight on they train four weeks training maybe two weeks of two training two weeks of training so, um, at least two weeks it could so be more, more not like this is fair. the match they put them on I think so I think mm. to be honest with you the Sligo result is, is definitely in my opinion fastened Aye, fasten things up yeah. and they've just basically says right let's go throw them on now we have to get them on because we need to get a result here and get back in the horse yeah. and get going now whether or not they can play three matches in the space of what 72 hours whatever it is, Aye. is that's the one that's, that's could be a different one mm. like, but again that's, that's where you have your squad I, I think from Mark Connolly's point of view I, I think if Mark Connolly is on now on Friday night Mark Connolly's staying on Aye. I think that's different Fats is a different kettle of fishes because you've got so many midfielders you could change you could, it about. Yeah, so I change him, but <laughs> as, as in terms of having a leader on the pitch like like Fats is like a different way than Conley is, but yeah. they're both leaders that you need and, and that we needed in games like like down in Sligo or yeah. right, I know he came on, but um, you know maybe not enough time to make an impact on it. Like, but he in terms of opening teams up and creating, uh, you know. The, Fighting Mickey Duffy's runs, you know, even grading the other side. Fats, Fats is the man I don't want to harp on about him, like, you know, because he'll me, but he is in terms of, of you know, that creating things in the final third. Whether he even plays that sort of quarterback role, or, or he's, which he probably will, he's, he's not, he's very rarely now further advanced, but he's, he's a guy who could open things up, isn't he? Like, oh, he is, like, uh, it's going to be interesting. Does he stick with Cameron Donegan at right back still? Does he play, put Cameron Dunnigan back in the midfield? Does he? There's so many permutations, which is good. You know, before, even last year, a lot of young, you looked at the bench, it was a lot of young boys, a lot of boys from the under-19s coming up or putting the bench. I get you, but would you not rather have a settled team? You would, yes. Uh, and I think, to be honest, he, he might be trying to find that. That's why he wanted to see Cameron Dunnigan right back. It's might be, right, listen, I'm going to give you a good four weeks at right back. Yeah. See what the crack is here, or maybe what? Uh, maybe four weeks then Jack Byrne you play on my <laughs> yeah, twenty. Uh, exactly, but no, I think it's just trying to. I think he might be trying to find that settled side. And now don't get me wrong, he also might think. Listen, 
it didn't work. Don't make it right back and the on that field didn't do what I wanted, so we might have to you know. You just wouldn't know as you said earlier the tanker man might have to tanker it again. You better stop saying that. <laughs> well you started it. <laughs> well horses for courses, isn't that the same? Yeah. Well um well we, we I nearly got away with not giving up. Ah, exactly. You even try and bottle it there. Get <laughs> on the fats and then thinking about the production. You know what? When fats is back, I'm going to go 2 0. 2 0, Derry. What's again? Rub it up, you duff. <laughs> right, that's. <laughs> I don't get involved that the bit there. Oh, I might actually stay now just to see the first other week. What would you say about me? Which would be but no, well, look, that's that seems like a nice nice way to wrap it up there, uh, particularly after that outburst from Ruth, which is outstanding. Uh, I'm going to have to ask Gary Ferris. I'm ready to make sure they stand beside you and Damien Dufty and other just to see him cracking up you with that statement. No, exactly, near the eye. But listen, folks, thanks for listening. And you never know, you might get me sunnier claims or rainier claims or whatever, but I might be on next week just for the crack. Fire just to annoy him. Via Zoom, my. Via Zoom, just to annoy yourself. But thanks for listening, folks. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.